All right. Ward Podcast, episode 79. Go. Thanks, Justin. <laughs> yeah. Justin Mitchell. I'm on it. Of Lore Weaver Creative Works. Correct. How you doing? I'm doing all right. It's been a... Come closer. It's been a... Oh. Come to me. I'm here. Okay. I'm to you. <laughs> all right. How you doing? Good. Good. Yeah. I'm yeah. in... Uh, oh, you're in, you're in like I'm in, Kickstarter yeah, mode. I'm in, I'm in crazy. I have like two and a half days left crunch mode. Yeah. Demo still doesn't work yet. That's always a good sign. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it works a lot, but like, they're not all the way there. Um, what's your game, uh, man? It's called War of Alana. It is a 16-bit tactical RPG. It's very Shining Force inspired. Uh, a little bit of tactics in the mix, a little bit of Fire Emblem in the mix. But um, yeah, I just wanted to kind of take a familiar feel and give it a new setting, new story, new characters. Um, implement some quality of life stuff that old tactical games and even new tactical games don't have. Um, for example, uh, one of the things that I'm really excited about is we implemented a feature where you can pull your right trigger and little HP and SP bars pop up over all the units on the map. So you don't have to sit there and go around Click with a cursor to see who you need to heal or who's about to die. You can just look and do it. Cool. Um, so really excited about it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'll obviously link to it in the show notes so people can look at it some more. Also joining cool. us, Alex Damranth. Hey. Hey. <laughs> of Reindeer Games. That's it. That's what I was waiting That's for. That's you. Yeah. Hi. What's up? Not much. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty I'm well. keep pointing at you. I've noticed. <laughs> make you very more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it's the opposite of what politicians do. That's right. <laughs> God, they do the fingerless point. They do this thing. They grip their fist. Or, or oh, yeah, the accordion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You didn't tell me this was a politics podcast. Well, I mean. You came on here to talk games. What's got, up? Got to start somewhere. It's right. finger mingling of politics and games. We got to bring Will back on. He's, right. He's, oh. my, he's my politics games, correspondent. Games are inherently political. Yes. So. Uh, sure. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then last but not least, Moment Khan. Back at it again from Route 76. I might be the least. <laughs> well, just all the air just <laughs> oh. is out of the room. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. How you doing? It Moment? all depends on his opinion of Breath of the Wild. Starting early. Yeah, so I originally uh, brought you guys on because you were all tweeting about Zelda a couple weeks ago. And then that was pre-PAX. And I was like, let's do something right after PAX. And then a bunch of shit happened. Yep. <laughs> like, let's do something, I don't know, sometime soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you've all been playing Breath of the Wild. Yeah. We can mm-hmm. go into that if we want to right now. I mean... I kind of want to just hold Alex's Switch since he has it here. Yeah, sure. And you guys can go into <laughs> Zelda and I'll just ignore you all for a hot 10 minutes. Oh, it's extreme <laughs> gaming. Dude, Moments yeah. just like... Leaning into it. I Dude, haven't get, yet get those it. going. I haven't yet played it while skateboarding down a highway, but Ooh. it's on my list of, <laughs> what, of my... at least the roof party though. Yeah, yeah, okay, exactly. Okay. It's uh <laughs> how about that advertising for the switch? That was that was something. Yeah, it so, was it was something. So about the switch, mm-hmm. um today I saw an article, I don't know if you guys saw it, that um people have noticed their switch bending. 
Yeah. I've been reading that. Like the yeah. screen? Uh, like the entire switch Like from itself. the top down, it's getting bent. Yeah. And so my Are thinking on it. you stress test on yours? <laughs> <laughs> Prefer not, but. Um, okay. My thinking on it was, you know, handheld mode, you have a wide piece of technology that you're applying force in the ends. You know, eventually it's made out of plastic. Eventually it will probably start to bend a little bit. Um, apparently the bending is occurring in dock mode when it overheats and it starts to warp. Yeah. That and dock is like fucking up these switches like in eight different ways. It's easily the worst part of like what they released with it. It's really just like a cheap piece of plastic with a super simple microcontroller in it. The fact that um, there are people like pointing out the, hypocr- the bleh, hypocrisy of Nintendo for selling these things for like 50 bucks. Standalone, the, the docks themselves yeah. on, on yeah. the website. Like people have just been 3D printing theirs and buying a simple microcontroller and making them far cheaper. I, I saw a guy who um, modded his N64 yes. to yeah. be a dock and he that. just jammed awesome. the, the switch yeah. in it. I, half of me was like, that's really cool. And then the other half was like, oh, why'd you do that to that <laughs> N64? We're going to play Mario Party together. <laughs> this, yeah, so I've never felt this before. And this, oh really? And this is these shoulder buttons are really skinny. Yeah, like they feel all right, but they're really skinny. So I I bought a pro controller, and I actually really prefer the feel of the Joy Cons to the pro controller. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Like I I like the pro controller, but um, going from playing the Joy Cons almost exclusively and then getting the pro controller, it uh, it was a big change for me. The, these thumbsticks feel alien to me i don't like them very like they much. feel weird also the rubber gets like really slick and sweaty and it's just yum like, yeah you know uh I, I try to keep my stuff fairly clean and it's always like um it's it's a pain in the ass to have to moment, moment just disassembled it and i <laughs> like had a momentary right lapse of reason i was like wait what'd you just do yeah <laughs> like here just hold the joy con by itself i was like the, oh yeah you can the do individual joy cons are very interesting yeah i, I actually this really isn't ergonomic that. at all with it's, the joystick right in the yeah, middle. So the left one is feels like way better than the right one. But they're all kind of weird. Yeah. And it's ideal. definitely weird in their own sense. I have big hands. Okay. Yeah. Relatively. Yeah. <laughs> fucking little... But we absolutely <laughs> one of the main reasons. <laughs> what are these Pez shoulder buttons? <laughs> so that's... I, I will actually say they do come with a little cover that goes over those to make them far thicker and okay. better shoulder yeah. buttons. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't and bring those. A, it has a wrist strap. Yeah. But that is actually included straps. with the base box. You don't have to buy those separately. So, that was so, good. So yeah. you know like that kickstarted... Yeah. You know that kickstarted uh, like ADD fidgeter thing it's oh, like yeah. the dice yeah this is what this feels like to me because there's like this button here and then there's a <laughs> sync button there are these two little pez buttons and then there's all the regular buttons on front like this looks like a bop it yeah i can see that this is like, <laughs> like a mini bop it this this left joy con i do like this i like the minus and plus i i, I like see, i being... don't like those because it's impossible to describe what button to press it's like, oh, yeah. press the plus button. I've been like, what, telling what people to like, hit start and select, and like yeah. people who have no familiarity with these are just like, where is that? <laughs> to me, it's that's, just it's that's inherent. why you just use plus and minus. And what's so? What's yeah, this? It just feels weird. This little so, swatch. I actually it's a big love change. that. It's a it's a it's a dedicated screenshot button. Yeah, and it just takes a picture of your and screen. It's, it's instant. 
Wow. So it's not like yeah. PS4 where you press it and you wait a second and then the screen pops up and you press triangle. It just, you know why that I, is? You know why this one's so much faster? Because there's no OS that it needs to churn through. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the OS layer? It's I like will three say, screens. Easily my favorite thing about the Switch that no one is talking about, uh, at least to like my knowledge, is how quickly it goes from, from sleep mode to in-game. Like, oh, if it's, I just it's, borrow these for a second. It's like It's snappy. Like, even in just console mode, if I have it hooked up to the TV, it's just like, bam, and then bam, bam, and I'm playing. Wow, so. that is snappy. It's it's pretty dang incredible. Damn, you have a lot of hearts. I like that. I have um, like seven hearts. I think I still have six. Yeah. I haven't touched my Switch in two weeks. Oh, really? Yeah, so, I haven't. Well, that means I don't have a Switch. But. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm playing on Wii U. But, um, yeah. Mm. So, Wii U crowds over here. Gotcha. Um. So are, you, are, you, are say. you saying not a worthy investment just yet? Oh, no. No, okay. I'm just far too busy to oh, play okay. literally anything. It definitely comes down to like how worth it Zelda is to you. Do you have a Wii U already? Do you feel like it's a safe investment with the future games coming out? Like I didn't have a console at all in my house. And I felt like I really wanted to play Zelda. That was worth $300 for me. Mm -hmm. And with Splatoon 2 coming out, which is like one of my favorite shooters. And uh, I don't know. I mean, for me, it feels like... New Mario like, looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Super Mario Odyssey is going to be, like, that's going to be worth it alone. I'm excited to, like, move away from the from the Galaxy and 3D World formula where everything looks the same. Like, that's what really sold me on that trailer. Okay. Like, all like, the different worlds look yeah, different. Yeah. Because if you, if you play, like, Sunshine and 64, all the worlds are so vastly different and so fun to explore for that reason. They the theme very, park yeah. world. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, the fact that there's, like, a forest full of musical things and, like, this big pastel cooking world. And, and the Dia de los You know? Yeah. In a Mario game. It's just, like, I, I'm excited to explore that. I, I think that's going to be pretty good. Yeah. Moman, what's your feeling on on Switch? Give me your Switch hot take. Um, well, I think Snipper Clips is one of the best designed games I've ever seen. I, ever, I will concur. Snipper Clips is fantastic. Um, Are you playing that? Yeah, I got it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, other than that, I mean, there's like what ten games out there's, for the Switch. Eshop's actually growing steadily, like at a daily rate, almost. Um, oh, okay. I knew, like at launch, they were like, we have three indie games and two of them are shovel knight yeah really <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> um yeah I, I did buy the shovel knight collection <laughs> i still don't play shovel knight so maybe i'll just wait for a switch and i play suck it at it terribly I, but i was like i'm gonna get this i actually hadn't bought or er, a shovel knight before i played it but so i figured i'd grab it for switch and now i find out that it's like currently the most up-to-date version like no one else has the third expansion yet mm -hmm. yes and they're waiting like a month to release specter of torment which uh, is is fantastic, by the way. Yeah, I, I played through the Shovel Knight I campaign at a friend's a house, and then I played through Spectre of Torment. I'm like, this should be the first game. Where, where are we right now? It. Where there are Nintendo console exclusives of like indie games? Jeez, man, <laughs> really? And like the the news coming out of the woodwork is that they're being really friendly and really helpful towards yes. like indie developers. Yeah, now. we, we yeah. walked around Pax East. Everyone was like, Nintendo, Nintendo, Nintendo. Yeah. we're an indie. It's, We're gonna be on Switch. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's, for me, it's exciting. A because I have one screen again. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. instead of developing or like <laughs> remaking a game for two screens. Um, but I'm I'm really excited that Nintendo is being as indie friendly as they are um, as a developer. I would love to put anything I can on Switch. Yeah. Um, I, I know you feel the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're trying to get on there. We're in the process. Oh yeah, you're reaching out to them, or they're yeah. reaching out to you. They're, I mean, they're they're pretty slow. I guess they're pretty new to this, but 
What? There's third some party pains. support. <laughs> what? At least, at least they're trying. Console. I think they're they're really trying. Yeah, yeah. I feel so too. So. It feels like, the same way how how Sony felt at the dawn of the PS4. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to make up so much lost ground. Yeah. 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 And that on top of like the standardization, like everything's just using Bluetooth and it's got USB C. I mean, it feels like a really weird era to to follow Nintendo stuff. It's just so strange to me. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to having a Nintendo console that I'm going to play more than three games on. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> How many Wii U games do you have, Momin? I I have a solid five or six. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have. I like platinum games, so like half my oh, life okay. is platinum. Yeah, yeah, platinum and uh, wonderful. Yeah, wonderful one one. Oh, that's Bayonetta a platinum two. game. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. And it's hey, one of the best. Yeah. yeah, I I freaking love wonderful one one. That was a good reason to own a Wii U. Definitely, it looked cool. Yeah, I think. I don't know. Maybe I'll watch someone play it. I don't think I ever touched it. It's it's like a good combination of Devil May Cry, Beautiful Joe, and Okami. Like it takes a little bit of everything. Yeah, because you like draw their powers. You draw a little bit. It's got like Devil May Cry combo system, and then like the Beautiful Joe and this cheesiness, fantastically hilarious aesthetic. That's like parody of Power Rangers on top of like this this just. But the scale of it is so much bigger. It has this like tilt shift effect on the graphics. So it looks like a toy world that you're playing in. It's really I like awesome. That. All right. So let's talk games. Okay. Let's talk, yeah. Let's talk video games. Um, so we can do this one of two ways. We can do Zelda first and what el- whatever else you guys have been playing second. Or we could do all the other stuff first and then do Zelda second. Moment, uh, you're. Well, we, let's, let's talk about Zelda. This has been before, interesting. Before we forget. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this Zelda has been like, the most interesting topic of discussion among the Slack channels. Mo- Moment's like, no, I want to talk about Nier. Yeah. I do want to talk about Nier, but I do I want no, no one here has beaten it. So uh, I can't. I haven't okay. even. Actually, wait, before it's we start. It's too spoilable. It's way too spoilable. Okay. Oh, really? I'm not even going to mention it. But before we get into this, who here has beat Zelda? Not Not, not I. Not I've me. beaten two of the Divine Beasts. Okay. I've beaten so one. It's just me. Oh, so you're done. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> I actually Fun. wanted to beat it before this just in case, but oh. it looks like I didn't have to worry about that. Yeah. But um, I mean, yeah, I just, I'm still playing it. I still want to get like all the shrines and like try and find more hidden stuff because there's plenty for me to, uh, to for, for me, it's it's fulfilling a lot of like the explorer aspirations that I look for in games. Um, So yeah, I'm still picking it up, but I've technically beaten the story how many shrines you got uh 98 whoa yeah that's a lot of shrines yeah so, so it's like you saw my hearts you didn't see my stamina wheels i got a full three <sighs> <laughs> i have like two and a quarter on stamina i've just been throwing everything in the stamina mm, yeah, yeah. Like, i heard that very early on i was like fuck your hearts just go stamina yeah, it's, i mean all right just whatever makes exploration easier that is e- that is the best thing about the game but especially when you mix it with um was it Rivali's gale like the Dude, super jump, my yeah. favorite power. The, the the fuck it, I ain't climbing that power. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I, I saw someone on like the subreddit point out. It's great because it's like the, one of the few powers that goes perfectly with that person's personality. That that champion's personality, the the Falco uh, <laughs> equivalent. Yeah, in Zelda it was just like screw everything. <laughs> I will say I do like how in this game is much more interested in the races that aren't the Gerudo mm-hmm. or the Koroks. It's like, no, we're going to talk about, uh, I mean, not the Gerudo, the, the Gorons. Gorons. Yeah. yeah. They like, no, let's talk about the Gerudo or let's talk about the, the Zora. 
Zora. Zora. What's, yeah. what's the bird people call the Rito? Frito. Yeah. I do like how they have Zoras and Ritos in the same game. Yeah. I've, I've been having some fun discussions Which I don't know about what the, the lore is behind that, but I don't think it really matters. It's I, everywhere, it's, man. Uh, it's, it's, I heard, it's a Jackson Pollock painting the, at this the, point. I, I want to <laughs> say, say that one evolved from the other. It might not have been in Wind Waker. That was, yeah, the that was the case. But yeah, yeah. It, one like evolved from the other, right. but now they coexist. So maybe. Either there's an overlap. Where or is this in the chronology? People yeah. like to talk about the timeline, the timeline, but the truth is there is no goddamn timeline. <laughs> like, Nintendo no, just, no, there's three. Ti- there's the adult timeline. There's the child timeline, and then the Link dies. Time. And then the yeah. Link fails. <laughs> the Link fails, and Ganon screws everything up. And the Great Deku Tree's dead, and that's original Legend of Zelda. That's right. So yeah, people are like trying to figure out where this falls in it, and it does not fit easily. Well, so did you see that uh, Wand of Gamelon is also in the game? Really? <laughs> yeah. Someone t- they looked at the map of Wand of Gamelon, which is like some shitty MS Paint painting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and there's like this skeleton in the desert with like this really long oh, nose. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that is in Breath of the it's, Wild. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got really big skeletons in it. Yeah. It's, it's like in part of the desert. It's, it's just the exact like a same giant skeleton. carcass. Mm-hmm. Exact oh. same skeleton. <clears throat> I've seen I've seen some of those carcasses. So yeah, I think they just put everything in the game. Yeah, I mean. It is pretty cool to have. And a, then, I mean, it, also iPads. Yeah. Also, put, also put that in there. Also, your iPad phablet composite. Well, it's supposed to be a one. Switch, right? Yeah, or a Wii U tablet. I'm trying to think. It of has like, NFC in it, so obviously it's one of those two things. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Shrine authenticated. Right. I do love their buy-in into the shitty techno babble that that is a huge. Um, breaking point with the fantasy like well, they had Skyward I mean, okay, Sword. So, since Wind Waker we've we've had like weird fantasy uh technology stuff in Zelda. I mean Yeah, we, but like it wasn't until Skyward Sword where they just had a fucking Siri equivalent stand in with yeah. the ghost robot that was like Hello user, blah blah blah. <laughs> I'm thinking like the Wind Waker aesthetic might have worked with it maybe a little better, but I'm not turned off by it. Like, I don't know. I've seen Will talk about, like, he won't play it. Simply yeah, because it Will, looks, Will is not a fan. Like, just simply I because it really looks cool. really weird, and I'm, I'm into it. No, I like, fine. Yeah, I, I like it. I'm, I'm always <laughs> a fan of magic technology. I'm not opposed to the concept, but just the way it's used in the world, it seems a bit uh, out of place, which is kind of intentional, because then you can, like, spot shrines from far away, etc. Right. <laughs> but I think it, it could have been incorporated a little, a little nicer. Okay. I don't know. I like... I'm not so extreme as Will to say, like, oh, it, like, ruins the art style. I think other parts of the art style are bad, but this part is, like, it's just a little... The weird, like, out of place. realistic textures that seem to pop up in certain yeah, areas definitely. definitely sort of throw you off. There's some... Yeah. Um, the texture pop throws me off. <laughs> is there a texture pop? A little bit. I yeah, haven't noticed it much. Yeah. Okay. If, you, if you're moving fast enough, like, there's a little bit. All right. If you're coming from a great height and coming down... It's like, I was going to say that they use, like, flat color enough that it feels like yeah. it was entirely on purpose to try and keep that from being noticed too, too badly. And in my experience, I haven't picked up on it. I've seen, like... I definitely, listen to someone definitely else some LOD stuff it. happen, uh-huh. but textures haven't so far been too noticeable. It's, it's that kind of thing that you wouldn't notice it until someone else complained about it, and then you immediately notice it. I guess and you're so. like, God damn it. I'm going to go home and play it tonight. I'm just going to be well, like, I think, I think their guy. trick is that their most detailed LOD is like still very blurry. Yeah. So they can just load that blurry texture, and up close, it doesn't like swap in or anything. But it's, I don't know. I, I am pretty disappointed with the. The texture resolution, like the realist, like the environment textures. Mm-hmm. I like the the, the characters because yes. they have that like 
half so shady kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah. wish they stuck with that style a little stronger. Yeah. As opposed to like mixing with the real world. I feel like they kind of tried stuff. to find a middle ground between yeah. like the the cartoony cell shaded characters and then a more realistic landscape palette. Mm-hmm. And then like maybe blurred them and f- flattened the color some to try and make them not stand out against each other too much. I think Nintendo just still has like ptsd from people reacting so violently to wind waker when it was first yeah. revealed and they're like you can't go back you just it's, can't no matter how much they ask you just can't go back to full cell shading if, if skyward sword was more like painterly and colorful yes. than this so yeah. if you watch um nintendo released like behind the scenes youtube videos and stuff they talked about the concept the art style where it came from mm-hmm. and they definitely said we want to appeal to both people who want the realistic Twilight Princess style mm. and who like the Wind Waker style. Yeah. So they deliberately put different art styles in the game. I think it clashes. Like I love Wind well, Waker that's, that's art style. Is that I not, also like Twilight Princess art style. Yeah, but those are both consistent. Now they're mm-hmm. stuck in this in this holding pattern of constantly splitting the difference between those two right. art styles. And like I wish I wish they would just ignore the complaints and just, you know, confidently go with one art style. I mean, they ignore the complaints about everything else, about their platforms, their games, right. their release schedule, <laughs> just anything. But this this one thing, whoever the art director was on Wind Waker, like, must have killed himself for something because I think they just have a bad memory of, of, of this, of Zelda art styles. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you. I really like both Twilight Princess and Wind Waker. And it's Same. weird to see them merge and clash like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah. Well, I think there's actually three art styles if you look a little closer because you have the environment art style, which is more, uh, you know, textures, realistic textures. And then the character art style, which is like fairly detailed models like Skyward Sword, but kind of cartoony. And then you have the animals, which are way more cell shaded. Yeah, they're way more Wind Waker. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So like if if you're... If you see the bear, for example, this was like the strongest example I saw. It's got maybe three colors... Like the shading is so segmented. It's got like three colors on its whole body. And that even clashes with Link's look because he has, you know, like pretty decent, like detailed shading, even though it's cell shaded. His skin shader, though, is very segmented, though. If you look at his face, when when light hits his face, it's like, all right, light, highlight, and then shade darker, shade darker. That's it. Um, But yeah, well, when I'm not hearing any complaints. (laughs) <laughs> I wanted a bare knuckle brawl. All right, all right. Okay, here's the thing. I've from like the first week the game came out, I've been complaining about it too much already. So like, I'm a bit tired of like just complaining about the game. Okay, I want to mm-hmm. like you want to ex- constructively. I want to explain some game. flaws in the game. Okay, okay. calmly. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm ready. Calmly. We don't need a we don't need to get in a fight. because yeah. we don't have enough weapons. They all break by the time it's over. We don't so, have Tyler to troll us. That's good. That's a good tie. That's a good tie-in. <laughs> um, I'm not on that Zelda oh, yeah. channel. I just realized that. Oh, you're not. Oh, no, really? No. Yeah. Let's add you. You've okay. been missing some well, great shit. Some good conversations. <laughs> it's mostly Tyler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, just it's, antagonizing it's, people. It, you know, it's a Tyler, Tyler people. It's and I have like well, a back and forth almost every day. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You guys are also probably farther than anybody else. That's true. So I Tyler, think he's also- Tyler will pop in and be like, I just like rode around on this zebra Lionel. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I found a shrine today. Like, <laughs> Wait, so how, how far are you, Justin? Um, I did. So you did the, one of the divine beasts. I did the water okay. divine beast okay. that you did. Okay. Um, 
And Jeff then also I've, done that one. I found. I feel like that's everyone's first. Yeah, I've done that. No, my um, first was the air one. Oh, okay. okay. Which was a real fucking mistake because I'm like, I am burning through cold resistance shit. Yeah. <laughs> like a motherfucker. You. Um, and then I climbed two other towers, the desert one and the Hyrule Field one. And I haven't played it since. How many shrines okay. have you have unlocked? Uh, I just did my third upgrade, so not many. Oh, so it's okay. like, so like 12. 12. 12. Yeah. 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 I think I'm around that. I think I have 15 shrines, and I just beat the Zora Divine Beast. That's, so I'm, I'm about like 19, 20 hours. That's weird, because like, I went and unlocked all of the towers first, even though uh, like okay. it was murderous to get to some of those. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it is, yeah. yeah. Especially without the, uh, the the Falco power. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's the one that's over like the tar pit. Mm-hmm. That's like you automatically start losing health the second you that's hit the, it. Um, yeah. I don't remember which. I, I've done that one, but I don't remember where it is. Yeah. And then I have, like I said, I have, I don't know how many spirit orbs I've had or how many times I've done an upgrade. It's probably been like 10 times I've done an upgrades. So okay. I'm probably like 30, 40 hours in. I have no idea where my clock sits. Just, I don't even look at it. Just turn on Netflix, man. <laughs> not watch Netflix and also not pay attention to what you're doing. <laughs> you get unlocked so many shrines. At some point, the Switch does tell you. I think you have to play it for like, I don't know, 10, 20 hours before it starts giving you a log. If you hit your little profile icon up mm. on yeah. the upper left. Yeah. I know there's a system level yeah. tracking. And the Wii U has its own thing that actually is pretty accurate. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't dug too deep. I know there's something there, but... Um, I thought you were gonna say that in about like ten or twenty hours, then the Wii, uh, then the Switch just says, "Hey, go go fucking outside, man!" Yeah, like, what are you <laughs> that's, that's what I was expecting. It's got to the Nintendo. Don't forget to turn the game off sometimes. You should, you should probably turn it off. Like Wii. built in. The Wii Jeez. definitely had that, didn't it? Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, and, yeah. Uh, but it was game specific. I think. Yeah, it wasn't built into the operating system. It was just like most first party Nintendo oh, games okay. had something like that. For the Switch, I think they went all just con- well. At least so far, I shouldn't make that that generalization until we get more nintendo games but at least i haven't seen and i haven't seen breath of the wild warn me about anything like that <laughs> i think i got a lot of that when playing super mario maker you yeah. done with this level yet nope yeah <laughs> <They definitely. laughs> tile. gosh so anyway you had you had complaints weren't sure if you're in the so, middle of that or if you were done i was i didn't want to interrupt well i i don't mean i don't know Okay. <laughs> we should just talk about the mechanics and okay. then I can chime in with yeah. so, how they're, uh, so I, I, I wanted why to they're fundamentally up. broken. Okay. <laughs> um, because pretty much every mechanic is broken. Yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> no, here's... Okay. To start... Yeah, just start fine, us off. It's fine if you like the game. That's your opinion, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's totally fine. Yeah. You're entitled I'm to be wrong. I'm just saying it's super flawed and broken. That's all. All right. You can enjoy flat and broken games. I I like those games too. All right, but. all right. So, I think the ten first point you brought up um, that I I would love to talk about is yeah. uh, the weapon durability, uh-huh. which is definitely like I haven't seen a whole lot of games where I like it, and I feel like with Breath of the Wild, I'm not having a huge issue with it. Weapons are so plentiful, and they just like hand you piles of the piles of them on, on very regular occasion especially if you're like seeking right. out shrines um that it's uh it's it's not really been an issue to worry about weapons breaking i actually had a moment yesterday where i realized i'm being attacked so much by this specific enemy i don't know if you guys have met any of the yiga 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know um, these creatures by name. That Egan one, clan. like yeah, that like, one, like oh oh the like ninja people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That like yeah. Well, I have a they they drop some really good weapons. They do. And I had one that was like breaking. I was like oh no, I want to save this for later. And I'm like wait a minute, I'm just gonna get attacked by one later and I'll get another one. So I just like I went ahead and smashed it. And I mean it's I mean it's not it hasn't been such a huge problem for me that it's completely detracted from the game. I feel like I have had moments where I'm like I don't want to fight them. I don't know where my sword is right now right. Also, like whether i want to spend that durability or not but when i do it never feels like i've wasted it just get that master sword bruh yeah well it's interesting how they handle the master sword mechanics to fit into that yeah i don't know if you guys have heard it's, yeah it's well, a, i haven't so, I've, yeah. I've heard a little okay, bit yeah. i've heard a little bit it's a i mean it's not it's just mechanic spoiler yeah uh, no, Snake I, kills dumbledore <laughs> <laughs> wait what Whoa. it's a it's Whoa. a it, it has Snake? a durability but <laughs> it doesn't said break quote-unquote you just yeah, can't yeah. use it for 10 minutes oh right yeah, yeah. and then it reaches kind of hilarious yeah quote-unquote <laughs> recharges it's funny yeah. though because it uses the same breaking animation so every time it runs out of durability it shatters and i'm like what what <laughs> Did I break the master sword i i'm gonna disagree with that i think it uses a different particle effect Okay, a, but it uses well, the same chime. It's like the it's same chime. Yeah, yeah. definitely same like chime. Glass. But it's like I've I've seen I've broken the master sword a few times, and it's like more powdery blue sparkles as opposed to like weapons breaking, which are like these blue and orange shards. Anyway, I'm just gonna throw that out there. I okay, I can yeah. see that. Um, I thought yeah, it was so, really interesting how they gated the master sword from you yes yeah. with the health with, considering all the other systems and the fact that you can just go do whatever you want as long as you have the skill level mm-hmm. um finding a gate for the master sword that way i think was really cool yeah that was a clever way to handle it yeah i really wish the deku tree would just let you die because i think he stops oh, you he does oh he does well okay and the first time does I he tried stop a you? couple i tried a couple times for it. it was like every time i did four shrines and got a heart i went back to it um first two times he will warn you he'll just be like stop you're not gonna get it no um, please just third stop. time he'll stop you but he legit says i'm not gonna stay your hand next time <gasps> fourth time i tried i killed myself <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so it, it just depends on how many times you do it and then it was especially funny because i think the fifth time i tried and if you guys have met the respect statue Yes. And hot now. Yeah. Um, the horn statue, whatever yeah. it's called. So I knew about that, but I wasn't going to do it. I'm like, that to me, it's, it's like, it's cheating. I'm not, you know, I'm like committing to what I bought. I don't know. <laughs> it's I did, fine. Man. If you guys <laughs> do it, it's okay. It's cool. It's just my own personal. Yeah. It was my own like personal motto. I'm not like exchanging stamina bars for more hearts just to get the master sword. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the fifth time I tried and failed that uh, the DQ tree was just straight up like, there's a dude not know that will make this easier. <laughs> and <I was> like, <laughs> That's funny because he, he told me that at the beginning. Really? Did yeah. he? Okay. Because I tried it once and he's like, all right, stop. Yeah. Go see the guy. Okay. So it might be a thing where it's like, you have to have enough stamina and hearts yeah, together. Yeah, those you can convert it all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Recommends that it. could be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a nice flag. Uh, yeah. The Master Sword makes like the bosses the the ganon corruption and all the divine beast way easier yeah because really? all you need to do is have your master sword out and have max hearts and then just throw the lightning bolt right. from the master sword and mm. it takes off like a fair amount of health and every it does time massive damage to him yeah. like and so i'm just running around on top of the flying <laughs> one like, it's just like whipping it with the lightning yeah <laughs> 
This is a, I, I love the effects too for like they they've they've had like the master sword glow and do cool stuff in the past but like it it actually I love the uh, the whole sort of sting from Lord of the Rings effect that it does yes when you're near guardians or you're in a oh will it glow yeah and yeah. it doubles the damage it goes from thirty to sixty right yeah. and uh, it's actually incredible I was exploring one of the mazes that's uh, that's like full of guardians um, one of the three mazes by the way is full the of one guardians. that's on the the water. Yeah, it's the north. Yeah, I've been one. to that one. Yeah, it's. Uh, I had the master sword for that, and it was actually incredible for the maze. It was this really fun feeling of, of like Frodo with Sting, where like if you kept the master sword out, you saw it light up real time, and it had a chime and everything. So it was like, oh, it told me like guardians around this corner and that sort of thing. Orcs. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's pretty cool. cool. So, uh, as far as durability for me, uh, I felt like it was a detractor for me at first. Because I would find a really cool weapon and I would fight like two enemies with it and it would break. And I'd be like, this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. I should just use Boko Clubs for everything. Like, because I, I wasn't getting anything strong enough to really feel a power difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I kept playing and once I got farther into the Zora area and I was uh, regularly getting stronger weapons, then I started to be like, ah, I don't care that much. Like mm-hmm. this is strong. I'll just use that and get another one. Like, yeah. Now, now where I am, I I don't, I don't feel it much. That being said, my torch is about to break and I'm freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> just um, uh, yeah, just, you can just, find a torch anywhere. So I that, figured, but well, or, or, or any wooden. Yeah, object. or, or you oh, can like a tree just, branch. Or just or just chop a tree down. The 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 saplings, not the big tall ones. Uh-huh. Um, and they'll turn into a tree branch, and you can light that. But that'll last way less long. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the torches actually last infinitely, and being on fire costs no durability. I think I must have accidentally swung it around. Yeah, you got to hit things with it <laughs> yeah. to break it. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I think my, my link's pretty freewheeling. <laughs> <laughs> i think when i first got the torch like in the beginning of the game i definitely used it as a weapon a lot well, yeah i probably did i probably did um, but, like, the, the first the first time i had to take the blue fire up oh, to, yeah. to yeah. light the thing i did that entirely with tree branches because i couldn't find a torch see i did oh, it with really? arrows because i i what? didn't have an axe to cut down trees oh so you just you can you just poke lit, an arrow into the flame. In the and then I, yeah, the I lit one. the flame and I shot with arrows. But mm-hmm. eventually I had That's to get crazy. a stick. That's crazy. Eventually I, get a, I had to get a stick because it was too difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been to the second one where you have to do that again? The second? Oh, no. It's a much tech longer lab. path. Yeah. It's a much longer path and there's a guardian at the end of it. Like a broken uh, down one. So like the last 50 feet is just him tracing you <laughs> with a laser. And you're just like, fuck, 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 <laughs> If you're moving at a pretty constant speed, they can't hit you. No, they, they like stop. They, move, they stop aiming close. at you at the yeah. last second. You gotta, and like, you gotta run perpendicular. Yeah, right, 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 right. But it was still pretty stressful. So I like. Yeah, definitely. I had to do some mojo mm-hmm. there. Speaking of stressful, let's uh, let's segue to music uh, because mm, I okay. I like um, I like how the music's done. I think it's. Uh, I think it's a big change to not just have sound that's playing but i also feel like to me it's more immersive because real life doesn't have sound Mm -hmm. and so like as you're walking around and you just hear like birds and wind and stuff it's a lot more realistic than just this track playing Uh um it's really weird because my mine's just sounded like the iron fist netflix show just playing (laughs) it's really i don't know if there's something wrong with my my wii or what um but but then then you get that little like piano trill when a guardian like sights you mm-hmm. and it's like instant like oh shit i need to get out of here 
or, you know, so I, I like their cues. I like how they're using certain things and like going from no soundtrack to walking into like the temple of time and the music starts like when you get there. I, I really like that contrast. It remind I drew a lot of parallels during my playtime to a uh, shadow of the Colossus, which used a lot of like lack of music to stress the, the loneliness and sort of the, mm-hmm. the overall sense of foreboding within the world, which I think is sort of fitting for the plot line of this particular Zelda. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. You woke up and like everything you were, you were supposed to do as, as the hero is, is fucking. It all went to shit. Yeah. Yeah. And everything's broken and everyone's sort of trying to repair and it, it, it felt like that's what they were trying to go for yeah see i think they're trying to go for like a pretty lively world like maybe not a lot of humans or people although there are a lot of people but like nature yeah, and there's stuff a lot of fucking people for like a post-apocalyptic scenario right. that yeah. they propose like, at the very I, beginning I, but they're all in like areas that are pretty far removed from the castle which like there's not a whole lot of guardians near them like the most you see is, is yeah there's so much nature though yeah so i think i think like the shadow of the colossus comparison it's barren, you know, like it's dead and empty. Mm-hmm. So the lack of music works for that. But in Zelda, if you're like running through a field or a forest or something, um, I feel like it's too empty and too lonely when it should be more, it should be, it should have some sort of ambience of, of nature. Mm. You know, at, a lot of the areas in the game aren't trying to feel like Shadow of the Colossus and they do, which I think is a bit of a disconnect. Hmm. Um, whereas a, a place like Central uh, Hyrule, the field with all the guardians, mm-hmm. that place is like totally dead and barren and like desolate. Yeah, that's a that's a place where lack of music is really good because especially like Justin said, um, when the guardian spots you and you get that like chime, that's like very tense. Yeah, um, yep. I think it works very well there. Um, but then like if you're climbing a, a mountain. Of like snowy mountain or like running through a field or something. I feel like they could have, you know, added a yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I think especially with how there. the map is designed in such kind of distinct regions. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think even just um, like a really subtle track behind everything. Even like even if there's not much going on, but just some sort of musical color here and there as opposed to nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would have been an improvement. I don't mind either way. Um, but I, I I know a lot of people that don't like the fact that there's just no music unless you're near something. Yeah. Yeah. And like the, the contrast between the no music outside and the towns is good. But, you know, you can have that contrast in a lot of ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you have a subtle music track or just ambiance, uh, more sound effects and such, which actually during nighttime, when like bugs come out and stuff, the ambiance is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. But during daytime, it's kind of lacking. Yeah. I don't know. It seems kind of unfinished, kind of unpolished. Mm. I don't know. But um, it's. I think it's. It. It feels like a conscientious, the conscientious decision to me. Yeah. Um. At least while I'm playing it, it's. It's sort of. They're definitely trying to evoke the right emotions of just it. It being lonely and barren even if the world doesn't feel that way there's there is like a bit of a disconnect there but i mean music is the most powerful source of emotion that you can probably get right. out of a game yeah so uh, pushing that as far as they could to try and get the loneliness aspect is i, I think it's commendable that's funny because for me music is very binary 
in games. Mm-hmm. It's either it's super effective on the game or it does nothing for me. <laughs> like not that, not that I'm saying it's bad. It's either I'm super into it or I'm not paying attention to it at all. I get that. Interesting. Yeah. So like, I definitely like I groove to a soundtrack or I don't, you know? See, I'm I'm like pretty consistently with music like it's very important to me like in any game mm-hmm. um and i just don't think it's used well at all in zelda like it's like one per, like you interpreted the lack of music as evoking loneliness mm-hmm. i just interpret it as lacking any emotion at mm-hmm. all like i don't feel lonely in zelda at you all you just um, yeah because there are people like i see people i see animals etc i can fast travel anywhere i never feel alone not like in Shadow of the Colossus okay. or Stalker or, you know, other open world games. Um, I, so I never feel alone. So the, the lack of music just feels um, like it's not delivering anything. Yeah I, yeah, I agree with that because like, you know, in Fallout 4, like even when you're wandering around, there's, there's a good track mm-hmm. helping you along with it. Mm-hmm. I've been playing Zelda completely silent most of the time, so <laughs> I haven't been paying attention to it. Well, in, in a lot of areas, you're not missing anything. Mm. To sort of build off of that, though, there are other moments like when it gets really quiet, when you're able to sort of take in all of the sounds of the world around yeah. you. So you get like bug sounds and animal sounds yeah. and enemy sounds. I wish I wish there was more of that. That's okay. the thing. I just think that's, it's pretty weak how they, um, you know, they implemented that. They could have mm-hmm. gone farther with it. Right. And like I said, at night, at night, the, uh, the ambiance is usually pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah. I started taking my horse out more often just because I like the music that plays. The when horse you ride. is really yeah, yeah. So the horse is a really good example because that's <laughs> very subtle. Mm-hmm. The track that plays when you're riding a horse, but it's like just enough that you need for to get the sense of adventure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and like not intense. Like you know, it's right. like your horse. Right. It's like your friend. You're just traveling. Um, that's very well done. Quick question. Um, what'd you name your horse? Moment. Oh, I named it. Um, so. I'm like a Dynasty Warriors fanboy. Okay. So <laughs> Good. I got a black one and I named it Black Hair, which is... That character? Well, there's a horse in Dynasty Warriors called Red Hair. And it's like a red horse. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the first horse I got was black. So I was like, all right, it's going to be Black Hair. Got it. Um, so wait, what did you think of Hyrule Warriors? I didn't get it, but it looks really good. All right. I heard it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. it is really fun. Alex, did you name I'd a horse? I probably love it. Uh, my first horse was Tulio. What is, that, what is that reference to? It's uh, so I confess most of the time when a game's when it, when a game offers me uh, the chance to name things, my fiance does it. Uh, so I just I went like Mickey, what's the name of this horse? And she like looked at him like he looks like a Tulio, so I went with it. Um, <laughs> like T O O L, like T U L I O. Yeah, um, but that's from something, isn't it? It's a uh, that like Elder- I, I picked up on it. I was like, do you mean like the guy from Road to El Dorado? Yeah, that that's what I yeah. yeah, and uh, <laughs> and she's like, I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, um, Justin, what's your name, your horse? So my first horse I named Zephyr because I could not okay. think of anything else. That's good. That's a good horse um, name. And I got another horse, and I have no idea what I named it, because I haven't played in like two weeks. I have no idea what it's called. I named my horse Roach. There you go. <laughs> that, was, that was like, whatever, let's fucking let's move on. Yeah. Well, no, here's the real question. Spotted horse or one single color horse? Uh, Mine's actually I think cloudy. I, I want to say mine um, is like a, a, a two-tone. Okay. I think yeah. mine's a solid color. I mean, I've used my horse all of two times. No, I think Zephyr's spotted, but the other one 
It's too tough. It's been a while. I want you to boot up your Switch in the horse in the stables called The Other One. The other one. <laughs> no, I, like, I, I feel like I named it something horse clever. Two. Yeah. <laughs> horse, horse, horse number two. Horse, horse number two. two. <laughs> oh. Easily some of my favorite parts of like watching YouTube videos of this game is like when people whistle and like it gives the prompt for their horse name and they forget that they like name their horse something dumb like Horsey Poo or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you get the lame one that just named it Epona. Well, well so, I, I have a Pona. Yeah. Oh, from the Amiibo? Right. Yeah. So that actually is the horse I'm using currently. But just because you, you can still name a random horse a Pona, right? You can, yeah. But it's not the same. But right. you, you actually, if you take a Pona to the stables, they're like, oh my God, is that the legendary horse a Pona? They won't let you rename it. Yeah. Like, won't let you change any of the look of her. Like, it's just like, this is a Pona and it's permanent and she's beautiful. She's very, sh- like, sparkly. Yeah. They, they, they put an emissive on the main for a Pona. You can oh, spot really? her from like a mile away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. It's like it's like vibrant. Right. Yeah. I do like when people bring like the weird other creatures. Like there's like a ghost horse or something, and someone brings it up to the stable, yeah. and the stable yeah. master's like, "Fuck no, we're not sheltering that thing." <laughs> you can ride the skeleton horse. Yeah. and get it there. Like I, I was really upset because I, I definitely wanted to like print. I think I mentioned this in the Zelda channel. I definitely want to like Princess Mononoke it mm. and and ride a stag and just have a stag be my mount for the whole game. And uh, I think I had a friend tell me you can't register it, and I just like gave up on that dream. And I have ridden a stag. You should since. be Shout able to bro. register it. Yeah, I have ridden a stag since, but it does take a lot of the joy out of it that I, I can't I've take eaten it. I've plenty of stag. In this game. <laughs> I have some stag. I have some stag in my freezer. <laughs> I think I've eaten the most uh, fox out of anything. Oh I feel bad God. when I kill a yeah. fox. Yeah, like I feel bad too, but I you killed know, you one eat. fox to see what it <laughs> dropped and eat. it was just like, oh, just regular meat. I'm never doing that again. Like that was Actually, I, I get that prime rib. Yeah, I have, the I have prime not rib. killed Ooh. a fox. I have not You've I, not I, killed a fox. No. My I think my sister would kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so I don't eat that often. I just cook and sell it for money. I okay. just I I eat quite a bit cuz I suck at Zelda, and so I just constantly need hearts. Um, well, the combat's actually pretty tricky in this one. Yeah. I've, like, never died in a Zelda game before. I, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I save-stated my way through every dungeon in my last playthrough of Link to the Past, okay. and I had four potions of, of heart potion. Oh, <laughs> Link to the Past was so, like, not that easy. So that's... that's yeah, that oh, actually, that's, that was a pretty hard fair. one, though. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm... Uh, much more designed for turn-based games. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's it's definitely an interesting combat system. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's 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 sort of like I see so many people comparing it to Dark Souls, and it's like it's Dark Souls but boiled down a little bit. Well, and, and I with feel some like that's flashy good. Yeah, they like don't want to like overwhelm people so quickly. Right. Well, and it's it's not it's Zelda. It's not supposed to be Dark Souls. Sure. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's probably reaching a little bit too much. Right. I think it's fundamentally the same Zelda combat. Like, what has Zelda combat always been? Movement, you know, you, attack. You hold your shield. Yeah. Let them attack, and then they're open, and then you counterattack, or right. you you dodge and counterattack, and it's the same thing. Um, it's just like a little cooler now. It's cooler, and it's a little more time precise. And you got some flashy stuff if you precise, get really yeah. precise. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like I've man, when I like dodge, you can go totally without a shield, which is cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I I saw that the video of that guy who shows you how to kill the like one of the Lionels, like the big mace Lionel mm-hmm. with a wooden branch. Oh yeah, he, like, yeah. Shows you where yeah. so where like, all of the times are, like 
and and what to look for for each attack pattern so you know when to do what thing it was really interesting yeah mm-hmm. i will say when i dodge out of a line only gives me the flurry attack i'm like oh yeah let's yep. fuck this line up here it goes <laughs> and i love like shaming them with the mount attack it feels like you're you're genuinely humiliating him and you know, i just like know, you can mount them yeah, yeah so, you can mount them and just like hit them from behind i didn't and, know that and mount attacks cost no durability Mm. So people oh. have like gone through an entire Lionel match with like one stick and one bow because you need some way to stun them for you to mount yeah. them. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Right. Do you hit him in the face? Is that how you stun him? Yeah. So you got to score a headshot within like certain moves. Uh, it's like while he's rushing you. Uh, yeah. It's kind of tricky. Where are the big the econ equawks? What are the big cyclops? Enox. Uh, Enox. Yeah. I do like fighting them because yeah. then because they have all the weapons, the two handed weapons like on their necklace yeah so you stun them by hitting them in the eye and then they fall they sit down and you just like grab a halberd you can like shoot the rope <laughs> and it'll fall off you oh, can really? just snag the weapons and run nice. uh you can they so like to keep the, the the harder ones to keep you from like attacking their legs if you get in like down there uh they have like wooden armor and i just saw the other day that you can use a fire arrow or something else that causes to burn flames it off to burn off the armor mm. and they'll actually like freak out about it like they'll start running See, that's what I like about the game is that there's so many systems. Like, yeah. Like with um, Octoroks, you can take a rusty weapon and throw it at an Octorok. It'll eat it and spit out a shiny version of it. Yeah. Or clean what? version of it. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. There's, there's like the enemy AI is actually surprisingly robust. I saw my fiance play it um, where she was like becoming really reliant on the bombs. That was her favorite strategy. If she saw a camp, she was just like lobbing bombs from as many vantage points as she could to try and kill them. And then later on in the game, she discovered a camp of enemies who would kick the bombs back at her. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. And uh, a single strat ruined. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and then and I want to say I totally forgot to mention uh, the first time she was doing it, um, they'd run towards the bomb and like investigate and yeah. it created like the perfect opportunities for her to blow them up. And uh so like she whittled this entire camp down and just one guy left and she was throwing bombs at him and he would run away. Like all of them would crowd around the bombs at first, but this guy saw everyone else die and was like, I'm not getting near that. I thing. wonder if that's like adaptive AI. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I'm wondering, like, like machine how learning, much, how much of this game was adaptive and how much isn't how much is just like fancy tricks to get around that. Like either way. Yeah, comes across it, awesome. Exactly. So. <laughs> it's like as long as the effect is done well, yeah. it's um. I was sort of thinking of like how I would do it without getting into like super fancy AI stuff and just say like, I don't know, call this like because they're all centered around camps. You hardly ever see them roaming on their own. Uh, I see the big ones walking around. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Like like, there's definitely some that like will just sort of meander. But for the most part, they stick to their areas. And I'm sort of wondering if there's like a set rule on this section of area that like there's six (laughs) of them and like maybe it keeps track of how they died. And so it makes like. As, as they get whittled down, the final one's a little more adaptive. Nintendo actually used oh. the Nemesis system to build the... A <laughs> <laughs> like really basic one, yeah. Oh, they just see a model that's like, you, I remember you. <laughs> that's such an interesting idea of keeping track of what what you did that killed an enemy. Right, it's like, it's sort of based on that Nintendo 64 philosophy where like, oh, there's like always three Goombas. Yeah. There's never more than three Goombas, Yeah. No, and never more. Well, the Holy Trinity, Goomba, Goomba, and Goomba. Right. It's like in moments where you see like less than three, it's because like they spawn the Goombas in a way where like the first one fell off the edge before you spawn to the map or something. Mm. There was an interesting video I was seeing on like the development of it where they created like varying amounts of Goombas through strange tricks. 
like they don't fall off the edge on their own but basically imagine it as like an in-game object that they placed in the world right and uh like it's always three or multiples of three and they would just sort of place them on edges so that like maybe one or two of them would fall off before you spawned to create variants in goomba encounters yeah. so anyone watch that one hour speed run uh, no. it's been getting lower and lower too oh really so like first thing i did when i beat the game was watch a speed run like all right because i was really excited to see that yeah um, so do they skip the divine beast like what are they what's the yeah, they just run straight to the castle okay i wasn't um, sure if the divine beast were a prerequisite for the castle it's not it just weakens ganon yeah okay uh so i could get into that i don't want to spoil no, i just wanted to clarify yeah. that that's fine <laughs> um so yeah i've i've seen um speed so i've like watched a couple speed runs it's down to like 43 minutes now yeah it was it was that's a, just like cooking time yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like that's how, all that is that's how much time i've spent like just making shit um I f- I, yeah i feel like half that run is just literally running to the castle that's, it is yeah. half of the amount of time actually, i spent in getting off the plateau yeah, yeah it's about 20 minutes out. to get off the plateau uh running to the castle there's been some fun techniques uh first one i watched uh the guy parasailed off the plateau and just landed right on a horse and just booked it damn yeah um like he just got a horse and ran uh so that's just a dice roll you can't rely on that can you right the second guy i watched is easily like the most entertaining thing i've seen so far where after he got off the plateau he was finding like rocks and felling trees with the axe using stasis Uh uh-huh uh so basically like getting them to their max potential energy uh wow uh office name drop um and then uh jumped (laughs) in front of it right before it launched uh just so like it hits him it smacks him into the air and like with all that like momentum yeah yeah it actually like he flew like right into the castle (laughs) like through a window (laughs) it's like i'm assuming that's pretty hard to replicate so it was really entertaining to see him do that and so far like the most recent record that i watched like the 43 minute one that just came out last weekend um was sort of a mix of those i think he used a horse for a little bit and then rocketed himself into the castle Used a horse, then used stasis on the horse, then hit it a bunch, and then the horse <laughs> pushed into him. Pegasus. No, for real, um, the most fun way to get, like, mounted enemies off the horse is stasis them while they're on the horse. It's oh. like something out of Looney Tunes. They just stay there in the air while the horse runs off, <laughs> while he and then they come out of stasis and just, like, fall. <laughs> so I didn't realize till like, probably 10, 15 hours in that when you uh, you go into bullet time, when you use arrows in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, yeah. like, jump. I'm like, I'm going to shoot this guardian. So I jumped up in the air, and then I hit it, and I slowed down. I was like... Oh, this makes everything a lot easier. It's by far the most abusable system in yeah. the game, honestly. It's how I beat most Tinoxes. After you shoot them in the eye, they start to cover. So, like, I just jump and, like, use the slowdown time so they can't. It should be, I want to see a video series where someone tries to get the frame rate as low as they can. Because I, like, I found a, a Moblin camp where it was a fire and then a ring of moblins, and then outside of that, a ring of explosive barrels, probably like three or four, and mm. then just launched a bomb arrow into the center of them, hits all of them, then triggers all of the explosive barrels. Frame rate dropped to like 15. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> I just see the sword just rocket into the air, and then it lands right next to me. Oh. <laughs> the GDC talk was fun when they were talking about like systems and games and why have them if they're not going to create fun gameplay moments. I feel like that's the exact sort of thing they're talking about. Um, Rainstorms, for instance, used to be like really annoying. Um, 
They still are. Yeah, they, they still, still, they still are. Really are. Annoying. Uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, but I remember like my first thunderstorm where I thought to take a boomerang and like wait for it to get charged uh-huh. and, and then throw, throw it at an enemy, enemy right in yeah. the strikes. Um, I lost the boomerang, but I mean it smoked the guy. So it was it was really cool. Yeah, I think in that GDC talk, um, it's very interesting. I think they explained um, a lot of my complaints of the game. Uh, when they're talking about the systems, they talked about, you know, the multiplicative gameplay. So if you have two systems, they multiply together and you get like four new mechanics, etc. Um, but what's interesting is what they did is with all their systems, what they said is um, they tweaked and kind of, you know, designed, went in and tweaked and designed all the inter-system interactions. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, and I think you can feel that a lot in the game. Um, you can feel how um, it's less of a natural system and it's more like kind of tweaked to have interesting results. Exactly. Um, and I think that it does, that doesn't feel very good at all. Um, I think it feels like, it feels not systemic. It feels like everything that you've seen in the game, the developer kind of planned for. So it's like immersion um, breaking for you. I, th- I don't know if it's immersion breaking, but it's, um, like, for example, when you, uh, there's a GIF outside where um, I saw where, you know, they burn, they make like a fireplace and there's like wind and then they throw a bomb into the wind and it floats up and kills some enemies up on a ledge. Um, and that's like cool. But when I see that and, and I, you know, from the feeling that I get from the other systems in the game, it feels like uh, that's not like new. That's not like fun it's mm. it doesn't feel like the, the player discovered it you know it just like, seems like a lot of these it seems like the developer mechanics. delivered it to the player well it's disco- i'd say it's like discovered in the sense that they handed you a bunch of toys yeah and you sort of come up with your own way to play with i i feel like yeah. there's a ton of at least discovering how the systems work together like like lighting crates on fire to get baked apples instead of breaking them to get apples Right. Stuff like that. Right. Like, um, and granted, I mean, those are kind of little examples versus floating a bomb up. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's there's yeah, a lot of all that. It just feels hard coded to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because like I'm a developer. It, so I, it could I, be. I appreciate more of that. The true systemic randomness that you get in other open world games. Like why? Can I get an example? Um. So like. Like what Sam did in Stalker? <laughs> yeah, so like Stalker Stalker is like an amazing oh, example. It's written in uh, GTA. Okay, um, yeah. You know, they just, they have like fully independent systems that interact with each other. Um, so like when the developer, if if you're a developer who's been playing the game for, you know, thousands no. of hours while developing. Yeah. Next time you play it, you still discover something new, right? Yeah. So like that's, that's like that's like where the, the magic of systems design comes from i feel like uh when the zelda developers play zelda i feel like they already know everything that can happen or and i feel like it ruins the magic of it or Or at least that's the way i feel potentially they could be doing something and see two systems that could operate together and go hey that would be cool let's put those together yeah i think that and that derived probably from their their playtesting they talked about a lot. So yeah, they did a lot it of probably was discovered by a developer. I think, but... Yeah, so that's actually a good point because yeah. that makes the systems feel a bit top down. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, the developers are thinking, oh, these would be cool if we were together. Like, the baked apple thing, it'd be like, hey, wouldn't yeah. it be cool if 
if, if I could set these the on thing fire, with a, with a fire, and then it would do the it, same thing as you baked yeah. apple. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like they went in there and programmed that as opposed to having some general system that says when the apple reaches a certain temperature, it automatically becomes baked and then fires naturally at a certain temperature. Even though that might be actually how they implemented it, and I think it might be just like a genuine random interaction, it feels like they hard-coded it for mm. some reason. And it's, that doesn't jive with you? I, I think it just, it just feels weak. I don't know. It feels a bit safe. I can see that from like a developer standpoint. Unconfident a bit. It feels like, like I get that from a developer standpoint. I can see exactly where you're coming from. It's like... You, like you said, you don't feel like you're discovering it. You feel like it's already been discovered. Yeah. And it's been like waiting there for you, but might have lost my train of thought. <laughs> it's um, if is that not maybe a little better to make sure that these systems provide good gameplay moments over systems that are just there, just like, huh, neat. Yes. Then, okay. So so here's here's my actual my real complaint probably. Okay. Like I'm I love very authored linear developer driven games. Mm-hmm. I think the 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 problem with the systems is <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the problem with that, the systems that was not authored. <laughs> I, just, I just broke Dylan's. That's Wendy's. It's okay. Dylan. Oh oh, it's Wendy's. Never mind. Yeah. It's okay. Don't <laughs> Oh, now it's Sorry, fine. Wendy. But now it's fine. Rough on your brushes. Okay, what was I saying? Okay, yeah, I love I love really developer driven systems, mm-hmm. but um, they have to be man. How do I say this well? I'm just gonna say it badly. They have to be good systems. Oh, good right. systems. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they have to right, be the bar they set. Have to, they have to be We're good. They have to be rewarding systems that are incentivized to explore. Okay. Um, I don't think many of the systems in Zelda at all are incentivized to explore beyond the raw curiosity of, um, hey, what happens if I do this and this? Like a, you know, like a academic kind of curiosity. The experimentation which, is which not Which I real don't work. really have with a game. I like to see, I like the game to like give me a reason to try out new things. And I think like a lot of open world games do that. Interesting. That. Zelda doesn't really. The way, mm. especially the- when it comes to weapons and like it ties into all the other durability things, stamina things, like there's all these limits on the systems that make them not so fun to experiment with. So I don't expect. But I would argue those systems exist. Like you made the example of GTA, which I think is a good example because yeah. I would do a lot of crazy shit in GTA and the, and the systems would take over, specifically the physics system because I feel like that's, yes. that's the point of GTA is to take advantage of the physics system. Yeah. Um, but there are gates in GTA as well. So there's the gate like you have limited health or that your mobility yeah. is very restrained. And then in four and five, especially the cheats were very constrained mm-hmm. so that when you get unlimited, if you use the unlimited health cheat in GTA five, it's a five minute countdown and then you have to pull out your phone, and use it again. But if you're in the middle of a gunfight and you get hit, you put your phone away and I can see how those similar limitations in Zelda could be irksome. And I can also see what you're saying about the interaction of those systems seeing artificial. But I will say the one system that I feel like is the most freeing is the climbing to Mm. me. Mm. Because I think that's a lot. Well, if not for the stamina, if not for the stamina, but there's, there's, there's stamina in GTA, if not surface. Yeah. yeah. So I, I like that you mentioned all that stuff, the GTA, because I agree with all of it. So I think GTA has better experimentation Still not great. And that's why when I finished GTA 5, 
I kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved San Andreas because the cheats were the bomb. Yes, so you could the do flying anything. car. But GTAV, <laughs> I kind of lost. Um, a better uh, systemic game would be just cause. Uh-huh. Because you're so free and so lim- so unlimited um, that it really encourages you to just experiment with anything. So, for example, in Just Cause, you have health, but at any point in the game, you can grapple um, and basically negate any fall damage. So you can jump from a plane 30,000 feet in the air and then grapple when you hit the ground and you're fine. So what that... <laughs> Would that be like five and, feet away and, from the ground? Yeah, that's the ground. not immersion breaking. Yeah. No, no, no. See, that's the thing. I don't, I don't care about immersion. Like, okay. who cares about immersion? And I, and I agree with um, that because I feel like GTA has gotten too far down the immersion exactly. hole. Exactly. Where it's like, okay, but I just there's a part where I want to enjoy the linear linear story of GTA, and then there's a part where I just want to fuck around. And you telling me you're giving me cheats, but you're not really giving me cheats. The, there's mm-hmm. there's actually a great um, series of GDC talks by Richard Lamarchand. I think it. I hope it's him. Um, and he talks about how pl- when players talk about immersion, they're not. They don't want immersion. They don't want to feel like they are in the game. They don't want to feel like it's realistic. They want a power fantasy. They want. They want a certain kind of power fantasy that, um, you know, they they re- they recognize it's not real, but it's not real in a certain way that feels consistent in the universe. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, my point is, and just cause the fact that you can live from any height means incentivizes you to Cuss. do stuff in the air. Yeah. Uh, Zelda does this as well because at any point you can press Y, pull out your uh, glider, and you're totally safe. So Zelda also incentivizes height very well. I think it does that very well. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. the, the verticality um, of Zelda. Is the problem, the though, is climbing, which is super cool, but you know it's limited by stamina, which is annoying. It's very slow, the animation. And and then if it rains, you just have to sit there and wait. Yeah. So that's like it could have it could have been such an amazing system. They tease you with that leaping because you leap and you burn stamina so fast. (laughs) The leaping is actually brilliant. I actually like the leaping. But it makes it like its own little mini game. Yeah, it's a risk reward thing. But like it's like as a player, it's aggravating. Like from a certain perspective. I don't remember if it was you or Tyler. Mm -hmm. Um. Might have been Tyler. Somebody posted in the Zelda chat today that they found the climbing armor. Yes, mm-hmm. and yeah, I saw it that. makes it makes it a little climbing faster, speed yeah. a lot faster yeah. And, yeah. and stuff like that. If you have all of it, I mean, if I you have... upgrade it twice and have all of the whole, so set, like it's that, that's the thing I don't like about the game. Where um, to to start having fun with the game, you have to collect a bunch of stuff. And I remember my first four or five hours were miserable. You hated it. It's it's horrible because one, you don't have the the, the glider. So that thing I, I mentioned about, you know, the verticality, totally non-existent. Yeah. Uh, you don't have a horse. Your sprint bar is super tiny. It took me until I got four or five sprint upgrades to feel comfortable with the sprint meter. Um, and that was like, you know, 15 hours in. Yeah. I think that's that's pretty bad. Like, Yeah. That, that, your that, game, that's, that's a long. All other slope. Zelda games feel really good right off the bat. And like Majora's Mask, for example, it felt good right off the bat because that's like, there's no sprint really, but you do get a speed upgrade. You do get like the Gorn roll. Like there's upgrades that you can get that make you feel super powerful. But the initial state that you start okay. off with is still fun. I feel like with Breath of the Wild, they designed the end state to be really fun, and then just like cut your abilities for the beginning. But that's so many other games. Like I know Sky- Skyrim's like that. Yeah, and GTA's Skyrim's like that. boring. <laughs> <laughs> Skyrim, yeah, running okay, Skyrim cool. sucks. I. I couldn't. I could never do Skyrim. It yeah. felt really clunky to me. But let me tell you, once you get that lightning spell, that's just you just channeling a 
a chain of energy just from your hands. That's the funnest thing. It's like at the very top tier of the destruction talent tree. And it's <laughs> oh just him gosh. going bruh, 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 for like a solid 10 seconds. Wow. I never, that sounds fun. See, I, I would not have the patience for that. I played enough there. Skyrim but like to sort of feel hours. like I was done with Skyrim. And yeah, that was I played it. for like 30 hours. I don't know why. But yeah. it's coming to the Switch. You want to play Skyrim yeah. on this Skyrim on the go? I, I was reading yesterday. Apparently, that's not a hundred percent confirmed. Todd Howard oh. wants to, but he's not sure if they are yet. I could have sworn so that trailer, I, it was in the trailer. Okay. The trailer was just no. Okay, so it was in the trailer. trailer. Yeah, no, no, no. Hold on. Actually. So it was in the trailer. I'm pretty confident that since, but between the trailer and now, it has been confirmed. Yes, you think so? I think yeah. so. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm, it was after. Confident. I think it was after that Glixel article. They kind of they talked about it. Yeah. And then, like, soon after that, he said yes. I think, okay. I think he said yes. He said yes. I think okay. by the time the Switch <laughs> actually came out, it was confirmed. Okay. All right. Because yeah. I, was, I was a GDC when the Switch came out. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, like they a- did release it right in the middle of GDC, I guess. Yeah. Oh, my God. March was just so fucked between GDC and then PAX immediately <laughs> afterwards. The only reason I fucked. didn't go to PAX is because it was like back to back. I was, I was at GDC for seven days. And then it would have been PAX the next weekend. And I was like, I'm going to die if I try and do that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. A lot of them almost did. Yeah. Oh, my God. Saw a lot of devs there that almost did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't play it. It came day one. And I was like, well, I'm in. I'm on the other coast. So <laughs> I'll come home tomorrow and play it. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting thing about Skyrim. Um, not specifically about Skyrim. Mm-hmm. But you said you couldn't really get into it. Yeah. Well, and, uh... This came up in another podcast I was listening to, but it's an interesting question, and it's not about Zelda. What's a game that you can remember that everyone else was really hot on that you weren't that stoked about? Oh, man. That's an easy question for for me because I'm an RPG player, so just categorize that as everything. Everything else but And RPG. then <laughs> give me like old school JRPGs and tactical RPGs, and I'm set. I'm trying to think of the most recent one. I know Mass Effect 1 was probably the biggest disconnect that I had with popular opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Even I that, like that's, that. That's pretty, that's pretty old game. Breath of the Wild, maybe. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you said other than Zelda. Yes, okay. so, uh, that, that's right. fair. It would definitely be Zelda mm-hmm. if it comes, if we're talking about the most recent. Oh, okay. actually, probably MGSV. <laughs> I definitely. forgot you call it MGSV. <laughs> it is it is V. No, I could explain we could do another podcast of why it's V and not five. Um <laughs> Can I get like well, a, a, a executive start. summary? Executive summary is there are three Metal Gear series. There's the original Metal Gear, Metal Gear One, Two on the Nintendo, whatever, MSX. There's a Metal Gear Solid numbered series, one, two, three, four. There's a Metal Gear Solid lettered series, Peace Walker, Ground Zeroes, V. Three entirely distinct series, which have What about acid? Uh, Acid is like a it's non-canon. Oh. So I'm talking about the canon series. Also, V is like story reasons. The 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 word. Or yeah, yeah. Well, there's story three. reasons, yeah. but yeah, but there's but a reason. But that, so it's not the fifth game. It's not the fifth game. No, I mean, okay. I mean, because objectively, all it's not the fifth game. Out it's of like this such chronological right, order. Right. Yeah. Um, but so if it was the fifth game, then it would be five. No, no, right. still no. No, no, no. <laughs> an, but an MGS five that comes out would be, um. In the style of the numbered series, which is one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. 
So the lettered MGS <laughs> games are not in that stat. I could see Dylan's confusion. Anyway, <laughs> I have to so explain you... further. We have to do a different podcast okay. for that. But... Oh, bring it back. All right. Anyway, Death Stranding. <laughs> Death Stranding could very likely be MGS Five. What kind of? Imagine the rope a dope of I got fired from Konami and this whole drama, and I founded my own studio. I'm just gonna make Metal Gear instead. It's it's just (laughs) oh my god! Could you imagine that? And then put Guillermo del Toro in the game, and Mads Mikkelsen, and Mads Mikkelsen. Why is he in everything lately? And uh, Norman Reedus. That's true. And Norman Reedus. I'm more of a Lars Mikkelsen guy, but all right, just leave it there. I actually, I think my favorite thing about Death Stranding is uh, there was that interview that came out that Mads said he has no freaking clue what the story is. <laughs> like, Kojima apparently sat down and walked through it all with him, and he was just, I just don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's perfect. That's funny, because that probably good. worked yeah. out for him, because I remember when Sean Connery did the League of Extraordinary Gentleman, and he's like, I don't know what's going on, but I turned down roles for Lord of the Rings and The Matrix, <laughs> and I missed out, so I'm just going to say yes to this one. Yeah. I love that movie. So, I think going back to your question about like uh, yeah, main, game? mainstream games, I feel it's very hard for me to get into Mario Kart. Mm. Oh, I agree with that. That's I, an interesting one. I don't know why everyone else is like, yeah, let's play Mario Kart. And I just, and I love party games. Like, that's probably my favorite genre is games where you can sit with like a bunch of people. Do you like Mario couch. Party? Actually, not really either. <laughs> Do you like I Crash Team you. Racing? I can't say I've played it. Okay. Do you like Diddy Kong Racing? That you like Sonic R? The hell? No. <laughs> have you, Sonic R is amazing. Have Actually, you played so, a racing game? All right. So the one racing like game for now. some Let reason. Let me tell you about Forza. All right. The one racing game for some reason I love is Blur. I can respect that. Because I feel like it takes what Mario Kart is trying to do and that realism. Can't fix it. Yeah. And it, moment, put the paintbrush down. <laughs> everything is fixable. You can't. You, you're never not going to fix that. Whoa, look at that. Look at that. I'm I mean, sure it's exactly the way it was. It's sort of a weird enigma to me. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> what happened with Blur was sort of like it was trying to find this this merging of like people who like Mario Kart style party racing games and people who like Forza style realistic racing games. And it turns out that split, or, or rather that, that little center of the Venn diagram doesn't really exist no yeah so it became this commercial failure but like i i guess i'm one of those people like it really hit me as just being like it's it's awesome driving feels great and the the powers like because it's actually like explosions and lasers and shit like it feels awesome was was that a disney game or is that split second ubisoft maybe in-house maybe not i you're gonna have to come back to me on that one i know those two came around out around the same time didn't Mm. they blur in split second isn't one of them Disney I don't published? know what Split Second is. That's another. Okay. Kind of high octane racing game. I might have to look into that. Like, it had like destructible environments. So you'd like drive by like this crane holding a bunch of metal girders and it would collapse and that would block that part of mm-hmm. the track or whatever. On top of that, what's that PlayStation car driving game that was like arena battles on cars and you had the clown oh, driving uh, a... Twisted Metal. Yeah. 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 Twisted Metal. I love that. So I think maybe that's also part of where it came in for me. I feel like any game where you're intentionally driving your car into other people's cars is probably a lot of fun yeah yeah i asked this question about main series that you don't haven't bought into i don't have a good answer you know so, um, <laughs> i think my default would be dark souls 
But that's uh, not really fair because Dark Souls is pretty divisive, and also I've never actually played Dark Souls. Oh, okay. I yeah, you probably have to play the game yeah. to count. So I I would have to say mine's probably Skyrim. Um, I've only played I don't know maybe like twenty minutes of it. It just it it didn't feel good. It felt it felt really clunky, and I was like I I don't see myself playing this for a hundred hours. Is it that specific Bethesda RPG or all the Bethesda RPGs? Um, I've got- are you a Morrowind guy? I've ne- I've never been a huge okay. fan of a first person anything and b open world stuff. Okay. So that whole brand they've got going on doesn't really jive with me. So Zelda is only half of a bastard to you because it's only that open world part. Yeah, well, if but it- but Breath of the Wild, I don't know. It's open world, but I don't know. No, it's open world. I no, no, I mean, it, it, it is. It you is. climb towers. <laughs> <laughs> like all I need to do is put hay bales in there, and then it's like. You've you've met the Ubisoft standard for open world. So it, it could be that I'm I'm already familiar with Zelda constructs. So Zelda in and of itself makes me want to play the game versus like I know literally nothing about Skyrim. So there's nothing that actually draws me in to say, yes, it's an open world game, but I also like this, this, this. So I'll see how I like it. Like it just there's literally nothing that makes me want to play Let that me tell game. You, there's a man called Dovahkiin and he is uh Dragonborn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he could shout really good. Okay. <laughs> so that's actually another interesting thing we could talk about Zelda. With uh, <laughs> There are no shouts in Zelda. <laughs> there are no shouts in Zelda. Um, but I think like, one leaf, of the though. biggest problems you, you can have leaf. with Skyrim is that massive ludonarrative dissonance from like you have to save the world, but you, you can like not, you know? <laughs> Like the world's gonna end in a matter of of whenever and when we get around to it, right? Yeah, and it sort of Zelda feels like the same thing. Well, but, so I've started. I've thought about this a lot, and I, I agreed initially, but I've started to disagree with it. They talk about like Ganon's coming back; he's gaining power. Go kill him, yeah. And you can't. You can right. just go from the plateau and murder Ganon. You don't have to do anything else in between. That's so you're what the saying there's no gating on the game's part; it's all the player. Yeah. That's preventing the absolutely that's causing the ludonarrative dissonance. <laughs> I mean, because obviously they want you to experience the rest of the game that they made as but the, well. The player is always the cause of the ludonarrative dissonance. Like uh, in, in well, Skyrim, if you just right. if you rush the main story, you'll finish in like ten hours, and you beat the game. And you can do the same in Zelda. But um, in Zelda, it feels like I think you it's have still a f- to train. You know, you do. Oh, it's, see, I, yeah. I guess that's where I disagree because okay. one of the first things I did in the game, probably around six hours in is go to Hyrule Castle. Mm-hmm. And the way the, the weapons are designed and the combat, um, you know, you can clear Hyrule Castle with three hearts and starting equipment, um, which is what I did. If, if you have the skill to do it. I guess, yeah. I mean, if you can do like, a, if like you can do a you flurry could rush. Do it. Yeah. I can't do that. I think you could. <laughs> so if you, if, you do a, if you do flurry rush, you can kill one enemy and then you get their superpower weapon. And yeah. then from there on, it, you can kind of do and it. And the castle's mm. loaded with like the highest power weapon. Exactly. Yeah, you have tons of weapons in the, in the Is castle. Is all like the guardian, like the mini um, robots running around uh, with their... No, a, there are a lot of those. Wait, are the mini guardians in there? What, what are mini guardians? Just okay. the smaller and ones like, that you find in the, the shrines. In the combat shrines? Oh, no, no, no. Those yeah. aren't there. Okay. But uh, the, they have stationary all, ones and they have like float flying ones. And they the have flying and ones the regular walking um, ones. Yeah. But I didn't know what yeah, those I flying th- ones I feel were. Like, oh. I feel like there's not enough difficulty to make the the training narrative stick. But there's... You although, need a montage. Although, 
I didn't. I never. I never fought Ganon. So maybe fighting Ganon is hard enough that you have to go and do all the beasts. So maybe that's it. But I think um, Hyrule Castle itself is is not really a gate. Um, maybe if they made it more of a gate, it it would explain the whole training aspect a little more. Because I think I think it's still very much you know Link is just screwing around and letting Zelda basically suffer for days and weeks or whatever. And every <laughs> monster you fight, every item you pick up is all to like make potions, make food, uh, keep your quest going. Um, every dungeon is like a key element in the Ganon fight. Uh, every like power that you uncover every shrine that you do to up your your health and your stamina i mean it all ties into that I yeah feel. i think i think there's just very weak progression in the game um like your weapons all break right so me going to hyrule castle at six hours is the same as someone else going at 100 hours because we're just going to pick up the same weapons anyway um that's so fair we're gonna have the same equipment the armor might be different uh you get a lot of armor throughout the game I didn't really find it a big you, deal. You can't get hit. Um, yeah, like <laughs> if you just don't get hit, then it's whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, you can't get hit. You're right. So I just had like six. I had, I had like six fairies. So I had six hits basically. Oh, so you um, did manage to find a fairy fountain. I did find. Yeah, I went oh, okay. to Kakariko, found some fairies. Um, also, one, but, one of the divine beast skills is basically a fairy. Oh, you're right. But like, so that's the thing. So like, the divine beast skills are like not really skills. Um, they don't really unlock, they don't make you feel more powerful, at least from what I hear. Like the most powerful one is the Rito one, which lets you fly up. Obviously. And that's like, okay. What do the other um, ones do? Um, I will say, you so you get like a waterfall swimming one, which is like. Oh no, that's no, an that, armor. That's armor. That's an, that's armor. Yeah, that's an yeah. armor. And I was okay. actually surprised that, you know, you could get armor that gives you these new abilities. That's kind of mm -hmm. cool. But then I thought, and it was like, you know, the ice power lets you do that anyway. Uh, and that, that's what I did. Well, in, no, you can climb infinitely. Really? With, yeah, you can't power. go up waterfalls with the ice power. I um, think the what trick I did, that the waterfall climbing one gives yeah. you is it like launches you it and then you yeah. fly. It does yeah. launch. But so, for example, in Hyrule Castle, I didn't even know that power existed and I just used ice to climb the waterfalls. And so okay. you just freeze it. them and then climb them? Yeah. Yeah, you can, you you can make one go out like horizontally yeah. against a oh, wall. Like like oh. you, you, yeah. you make like stairs. Okay, yeah. right. okay. Yeah. Rungs in the Um And then like... Uh, you know, there, there's no new weapons or abilities you get. Like, my favorite thing in a Zelda game is the dungeon items. And that's why I, like, hated on Twilight Princess so much. It was so disappointing. Because the dungeon items were so cool, but you never used them. Yeah. Like, it was just only, in that one shrine. They only have puzzles for them and there. Then, and then in Hyrule Castle, they have the gauntlet with all of them. Yeah. And, and like, it. I don't even remember that yeah. part in Hyrule yeah. Castle. Whereas, like, Majora's Mask, use the masks everywhere. Ocarina, use the items everywhere. Wind Waker, etc. Link to the past. Uh, Skyward Sword. Like, mm -hmm. I really like Skyward place. Sword because there's a lot of opportunities, items, despite it being, like, very slow and whatever. But I think Breath of the Wild just, I don't know if they gave up or what, but, like, they gave you all your abilities in, like, the first two hours, which is insane to me. And then there isn't even much opportunity to use those abilities, the Sheikah abilities. Well, like, they, it's just for combat. So they kind of also did shrines. that. In, I don't know. It just felt weak. Little too. Koroks and that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Koroks. They, they the Maracas. Yeah, <laughs> which is like <laughs> great. pointless to me. They, they oh. kind of did that in um, A Link Between Worlds. Yeah. Where they kind of Brilliant. were just like, here, have all, your, have all the stuff that you want. Do whatever. Yeah. So you like that. So Link Between Worlds was 
I, I was get, I was ready to hate that renting system, but it was so perfect because you have the access to anything you want, but you can't have everything you want. You can only have one of the things. Mm. So you grab your item and you go explore the world and you're exploring the world in the context of, hey, now I have this item, what is available to me? Mm -hmm. And then you have to go back and, and switch it out. Get a different one. And then you get that whole other uh, perspective on the world using that. Okay, interesting. And then, this is kind of a spoiler, but... You know, you can upgrade that weapon and have it permanently right, in right. the late game. So eventually you do get that super powerful, like I can do anything feel. But in the beginning, you still have this exploratory experimental feel. And you can still do it in any order you want, basically. It's like, it's yeah. the most brilliant design ever, which just makes... <laughs> ever. Pretty much ever. ever. Which just makes the way they did in Breath of the Wild, like, extra disappointing. Because, like... It seems like such a step back. Link Between Worlds is such a blur to me. Like, I played that game. I really liked that yeah. game. I finished that game. I couldn't tell you a single thing I about agree. that game. I agree. I actually agree exactly. Like, uh, <laughs> there are hermit crabs, and Link can turn into a painting, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. So, I will say that's, like, maybe the biggest difference between these two games for me is I definitely have stories about Breath of the Wild. Like, I have oh, yeah. perfect water right, cooler right. talk, you know? It's uh, every, like, I had maybe three or four other people in my office get it around the same time and like we're constantly having discussions about our adventures sharing tips it feels like what nintendo wanted are like regarding the first zelda game where everyone sort of went to school with like hand-drawn maps and like oh did you check the secret in here and then this tile and that sort of thing it's i feel like that much is intentional and that much is a that, that's achieved. a good point that's yeah. a good point there's um, a there's an article about how breath of the wild is one of the best multiplayer games that's ever come out right mm -hmm. because it's <laughs> it's it's you're playing with other people but not in the game right right you're right. sitting around like we do on slack and you know oh hey i saw this um Right. Did make you sure guys you find this thing yeah, like, hey, yeah, yeah you know you're in this area make sure you go do that like there's so much like organic community discovery. I think I think they did that well. The only problem is, um, for me, it's like talking about the game is more fun than playing it, um, which <laughs> okay. is it's kind of a testament to how good they did that, you know, interpersonal thing. But it's also like I wish they just made the game more fun. Talking about um, that that communication thing, I want to say that all the guides online suck. Right. They all suck. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't all even, I don't even look at them. It's so bad. <laughs> it's like, oh, let me maybe IGN has a good one. Nope. Maybe GameFAQs has a good one. Nope. What? Uh, oh, oh, there are like three different Zelda wikis. Let me check one out. Oh, these all are just about <laughs> lore and canon. Like, none Why of these. Read so much information is you scattered. Can go right on YouTube and watch somebody do it. <laughs> yeah, but then I have to fucking. <laughs> it's the same thing with like, if I need to learn something for work, if I need to learn how to do this Stack thing. Stack Overflow. <laughs> yeah so, exactly i'm not gonna watch someone like take like, all right this is angular 1.5.8 and in this one yeah i just want straight to the vein just tell me what i need to know <laughs> yeah <laughs> straight to the vein i've been like every time i feel like i'm absolutely without a doubt stuck i've been trying to keep it like just a hint you know just like a general area and it's been so hard to find anything remotely close to that. Ironically, Polygon has the best guides for Zelda. Really? <laughs> Even though like their site is not built to be that kind of thing, I pulled up a guide for the uh, the Zora Divine Beast because I was really stuck. Wow. Because right. I didn't... It's a funny story. I didn't know you can control 
the the trunk the the trunk <laughs> that was the aha moment for me too <laughs> everyone missed that i don't know how they, well, like, there's I see like, these buttons there's like five like, lines what? of dialogue that say hey go to the start menu and control it <laughs> oh i, well, and I on didn't the see start those. menu it, yeah. it even see, I was, says i was like, complaining about hand holding because they like explain things like so much and then I'm talking to everyone else. And I was like, "Oh, okay, now I get why there's handling." Oh, everyone's people stupid. Just, I people got just it. People just skip the text. <laughs> what? Yeah, because it's a Zelda game. Of course, you skip the text. I'm just saying. I, mean, I don't but, skip dialogue. I just skip the c- command prompt windows. But the uh, the in the uh, in the flying one, Cave Story is coming to Switch. Ooh, ooh, and it's getting. A I'll physical. buy that for the fifth time. <laughs> the uh, but that game. In, in the flying one, it also has like three points of rotation. And mm-hmm. I didn't know it back then. So I beat the flying one without moving the wings. Wow. How? Because There's puzzles centered around I, I that mechanic. cheated because I like took the gust up to the top level and then I strategically paraglided down and then went under the wing and landed inside where the terminal was. But there's the puzzles where you have to like slide the blocks around based on the angle. Like what did you do? <laughs> oh, what did I do? Uh, <laughs> I might have used stasis or something. Yeah, I don't stasis. <laughs> Like, I, I paraglided down into that little um, enclave to get into the one terminal, and I unlocked it, and I was like, well, I'm stuck. Oh so I just God. ported out just of the dungeon and then ported back in, and I was back in the main entrance. I was like, all right, time to do it for the other wing. Oh, speaking <laughs> of, of warping out and warping back in, I did take I did test your theory about the dungeons being bigger on the inside oh, yeah. than on the outside. Um, so last what I did was the Goron one, which uh, once you sort of unlock its accessibility, like you do with all like the quest for all of them, um, it lives inside the Death Mountain crater and it's got an open top. So I did just paraglide on back onto it. I warped out and climbed the mountain and did that. So but they if still could manipulate the scale. If there is a transition. Are there, there shrines in there? No. Okay. So that's the difference. So when you do the shrine part, uh, the... The puzzle part inside. Oh, oh it's sorry. Like it does have an inside. Oh, it does. Okay. So maybe it's just the 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 water one. What do you mean? I Can mean, you not okay. jump outside of the the water one. So back the, into water the water one. Well, it okay. does have like a really high thing. It does. I, I haven't tried it has jumping like a out. Cliff face above it. You can maybe test it because the water one does feel bigger. If it does have a transition, it's, it's seamless. It, it, no, it's it's way bigger, dude. It's I so mean, big. I don't. I don't so know. Big. You got to I feel you gotta, like you gotta, you gotta this watch. game messes with my sense of scale so often. I'm looking at Possibly. a mountain and I'm like, I, I can climb that no problem. And you walk up to it and it's it, like much bigger in person. The hardest thing for me is looking at something and be like, yeah, I can totally paraglide there. And I start <laughs> and I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna get anywhere close to that. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fall and die like a quarter of the way there. Yeah. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever done the thing where it's like, all right, I don't want to feel, I don't want to wait to float. You just down, aim down. So I just drop myself, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna catch myself at the last second, and then I just splatter into the ground. <laughs> oh no, no, I don't do that. I, I've I'll just, really I'll just stop. That. I'll just stop aiming and just look down, and it'll just float. Or I'll, I'll find a, um, I'll find a nearby like ledge that i can probably jump from to get where i'm trying to go and go glide over to that instead so how do you guys feel about the lack of dungeons in the game i'm a-okay so well, i've only done one so really I it's, it's <laughs> a little i think that's where like i just must play zelda for like a hundred percent different reason than other i feel like you're yeah. a I like purist. dungeons yeah i like items yeah. Okay. And this all game right. has none of it. And I, and I so like you're that. like, fuck this game. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so, okay. No, that's where it all comes from. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, so it's not. So there's two parts of it. So 
the game just doesn't feel like a Zelda game, which is one thing. It could be awesome, but what it is is also super flawed. So mm-hmm. it's just these two things together just make me really dislike it. But I don't know. It seems like I don't know why people are so hype on it when it's not. It doesn't have the Zelda stuff in it. But I, feel I like think people, people were super Zelda sick so of the Zelda stuff. Like uh, I, I sick, think it was time for a change. They were sick of the onboarding, like the super long tutorialization at the beginning. And they were sick of that's like, in this game this though. Linear. And it is, is, is much it's shorter. Not the same way. It's not a vertical slice. Like it's not a it's if you play the beginning of it's Twilight so Princess, the beginning of Twilight Princess yeah. is you talking to the farmer. No, I know. And but doing the four It may be like four hours, but it's four hours of you doing things, not four hours of you talking. Like that to me that that. Like, just because I'm pressing a button doesn't mean I'm having a valuable experience in a game to me. Like, if that makes sense. Alternatively, but let's look. It's also, like, not a bad place to explore. You get, like, an you get an area boss for one thing. They have a talus in there for you to fight. They have a couple enemy camps. I There's mean, a talus up there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm glad I didn't find it. <laughs> yeah, but a- see, like, the talus, it just hammers home that, you know... Uh, the the annoyance of weapon durability because like it has a lot of health. Are you supposed to bomb it though? You can bomb it. You, you can, can. You have to hit like the crystal in the back, etc. But mm-hmm. you know when you, these mini bosses. Oh, the talus or the rock guy. The rock yeah. Guys, yeah, 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 yeah. The mini bosses that have all this health. Like there's a minimum amount of durability that you need to expend to kill them. So that means you need a certain amount of weapons. Um, and that's yeah, just, these eight tree branches. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, so that's just very frustrating. And like once I learned that initially, I just gave up on fighting those mini bosses. Especially when I learned that they're like copy pasted. Um, so it's not like a unique boss. So at that point, I was like, that's worthless to me. But they um, are limited, right? Like there are a limited number limited. of them. Yeah. Well, the they they respawn with every blood moon. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But they, they're yeah. at specific points. In right. The right. But yeah. they yeah they're they're absolutely specific areas. Um, There's is, like four different kinds of area boss. Up um, on the plateau. Not no, on the just plateau. in the world. Just okay. in the world. Okay. Yeah. There's the talus Hinox. Yeah. The, skeletal uh, skeleton. The yeah. giant skeleton thing. Mm-hmm. And the Molduga in the desert. What's the Molduga. Sandworm. Okay. So we're not yeah. counting the Lionel as a world boss. They're just super tough enemies. Yeah, they don't have a, they oh, they don't don't have have a, a massive big, health yeah, bar or name so, or anything. So yeah. what are the dragons? Does oh, anyone understand the dragons? So they're a pretty interesting. I, I, their, their purpose is mostly, as far as I can tell, to like farm materials. Hmm. Um, they, they create. There's, there's like a couple recipes, specifically upgrade paths for your clothes, where you're going to need like pieces of the dragons. Um, and then, so they they turn into these these games where when they come nearby, they generate updrafts. You can fly up with their paraglider and sort okay. of fly with them. Uh, while they're flying, they don't directly attack you, but they spawn little elemental hazards like the fire one has fireballs floating around him, electric, electric balls, so on and so forth. Um, and so it becomes sort of tricky to maneuver that. And then you have to hit like specific parts of them to get specific parts. Like if you need scales, hit their body. Horn oh God, shards of horn. Me out, just telling me about it. Yeah, it's it's See, that, actually that sounds awesome. <laughs> and the music's awesome, and it actually feels really cool to sort of hunt them. But you can never kill them. They That's just fun. yeah, they just sort of float around and do their thing. But can you walk on them? No, no. They God. they they like electric one electrocutes you and you fall off. Fire so one using, sets you on fire. So you're using their updraft to just like stay to above sort them, of float around them, fly, avoid their projectiles, and yeah. Ah. Uh. Because I remember we're just walking around the world. It was like I can, I can take on the world. I just see this giant. Like <laughs> I haven't, I haven't dragon. seen one yet. I, I remember like seeing screenshots I think on, of like them. a path around the world. Right. Yeah. They all sort of lap the map every night. Um, it's. I remember 
seeing people post pictures of them within the first week and it was like one of the most awe-inspiring things about it is the it's game like, that like showed up on fuck? social media like people were like there's dragons and like they're really majestic the music conveys this it's like really beautiful like gospel holy chanting like while you're floating around them and they're it's really nice it's it's, nice. it's, it's a fun experience very to nice. hunt them yeah very, very nice, nice. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's All right, so so moment ultimate score. How many moments? Um, How many moments is it? <laughs> so, I mean, I I really like Zelda. So the Zelda stuff that's in it, like the towns and Hyrule Dungeon, the Hyrule Castle, like it's just too charming for me to hate it that much. Okay. So I'd probably give it like a seven point five eight. Like I still enjoy playing those parts a lot, and I I'll probably go back and like. You know, fight the dragon, figure out, find some all this other stuff, because um, there's really good stuff in the game. So, like, I don't know. If I was less biased, maybe a seven or a six, um, but I I gotta give it like an eight. Eight seven. moments out of ten. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Seven. Seven point five. With, um, since possibly. you're playing on the Wii U, are you playing mostly on the tablet? Or are you playing on the TV? No TV. Which, by the way, I don't. Yeah. Why is Why is the map not on the tablet? Well, yeah, why is Come the on. map not on the tablet? I, that was obviously just to make it standardized so people right. who got of the course. Switch version did. It's like, like it's, it, total yeah. disregard for UX, like, why, et cetera. Yeah. Like, why did you even make a Wii U at this anyway. point? The, uh, man, some of the screen tearing I'm getting, though, playing it on the tablet is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Is there screen tearing on the tablet? It, it's not, like, all the time. Okay. And it actually only started happening, like, once I played for, like, 20 or 30 hours can, or so. But I like, confess to not having played it on the tablet a ton, so... On, on the I, Switch, most yeah. of most of my Pretty playing my has play been time. on the Switch. Mine's been on the TV for the most part. Apparently, it looks better if you play it on the smaller screen. It runs better because it's outputting it at seven twenty yeah. rather than ten eighty. Yeah, that Although, is correct. All reports say the latest, the like the steady patches have been fixing frame rates pretty consistently. Yeah, apparently the latest patch fixed frame rates, which I do want to try. On Wii Switch. Oh, only it's it's on Wii. U? Well, I don't know if it did for Wii U. I just <laughs> I don't think they give experience. a fuck about the Wii U. It's so bad though. It like yeah. anytime you activate your Shika power, instant drop to twenty FPS. Like yeah, that's, that's, that's Kokiri Forest bad. is like the benchmark. Yeah, know. yeah. Well, because well, yeah, it's so full way of foliage. I, I saw the, <laughs> like I saw the comparison it, video. The com- comparison video for the um the frame rate fix. It looks so. It does look. Yeah, it I saw looks that like too. It looks better. Almost too smooth. <laughs> like, it, it, like it looks normal, and then they're like, like just and gliding then on Crisco. It, yeah. It's just like it's just like everything's coated in butter. Woo! Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it wouldn't. I wouldn't mind some better Switch hardware, but at this day and age, I I definitely don't buy Nintendo consoles for the hardware. I know they're not going to be like. Yeah, this I don't think it's a hardware thing though. I think like, it's optimization. This is, yeah. yeah, like this is this is when it, when I say like open world, it was ruined by open world. Like it's not necessarily the mechanics. It's just all these little things that build up these problems like performance issues. Yeah. And, Apparently the blood moon is so they have to reset the memory so it doesn't yeah, crash. I just found which that is today. Really? Insane. So there there have been like glitches since the beginning of people's uh like blood moons happening every other night or just like <laughs> at weird times. It's supposed to be it's already on a timer to happen at midnight after like a certain amount of days, right? Right. But if it happens like more often than that or not at midnight, um apparently you have it's a hardware issue or something? Well no, it's it's the game like realizing the memory is getting full and it has to flush. 
Yeah, I mean that's it's a it's it's a clever, that's like, in that's war, a clever in way. It's there's no around that There's problem. no reason they should have that in the game. Like that's just bad programming. Well, it's either that or like that. That's no, not bad programming. No, it it's is because like, it's a clever way. Lots of it. open world games don't crash just because you played it. Skyrim crashed on PS. Well, Skyrim all sucks. the time. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of a lot of yeah, Skyrim is badly programmed too. Like, there we go. <laughs> well, um, okay, so what? Really, what I'm up. hearing, what I'm hearing is that Route 76 needs to make an open world game. No. So like Route 76 would never make an open world game because we don't true. have that ability. So we'll we'll stay within our ability. And I don't and I don't think Nintendo has that ability either. And they kind of went beyond their to, depth. I don't think Mike wants to make art for an open world game. I don't think I don't think he wants to either. Well, I don't think Mike wants to hire a army of like a hundred artists to yeah. make a game. Mm-hmm. True. We're gonna sweat yeah. Oh geez. Uh-oh. But yeah, I just think the the decision to make open world has resulted in by far the least polished and technically solid Nintendo game that has been released in like decades. Like, I don't know when the last strong words. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's some pretty strong words. Cause every, every Nintendo game, even if they, you hate the game or the design is shoddy or whatever, the, the technicals of it are flawless. Like it's animations are great. Textures are great. Frame rate is perfect. Like, so just seeing that in a Zelda game, seeing it behave like Skyrim, like having it, having a Zelda game on the level, like comparable to Skyrim, that's like insulting already, you know, mm-hmm. even if you really like Skyrim. So, <laughs> sorry for anyone just, who likes Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> or sorry to all the Bethesda devs that are listening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all of you, all of but, those yeah. Bethesda devs. Are, sure everyone just, at Bethesda is subscribed top, to the top, Ward podcast. There's like, there's like a listening. lack of, it, it kind of dulls the magic. I mean, that's and that's fair. I think that theme is like throughout the game. But so all right. that's probably. Do you feel like if you enjoyed the game mechanically, you wouldn't mind so much? Absolutely. Or you... Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. Assassin's Creed, for example, pretty shoddy sometimes. Some of them are good. Some of them are more shoddy. But I love the mechanics, so I, I'm totally tolerant of it. Hmm. Um, Did you go see the movie? No. No. Nope. Good. Yeah. <laughs> because you know what? You know what? You know what's interesting? <laughs> Movies don't have mechanics. Say what? Yeah. God damn it! It's true. <laughs> Been bringing my controller into anyway, the movie theater I think, all these years. I think I might have to head out. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, so do you guys want to stick around? Of Zelda I could stick around. Yeah. I, just in cool. you want to head out? <laughs> I probably should head out. Should head out? Yeah. All right. Well, then Alex will just close it down. Okay. That sounds fun. Thanks, Justin. <laughs> hey, uh, other games so. I'm playing, by the way, Near Automata. Everyone should play it if you have it on PS4. I am going to get that soon. No spoilers, but. It is next level, this game. Okay. So you've been playing, Alex. Uh, Overwatch quick. and Titanfall 2. Yeah. Uh, definitely, if you haven't gotten Titanfall 2, get it. It desperately needs a wider player base. I've never played a better badass simulator than Titanfall For 2. For a second there, I thought you said wider player base. <laughs> yeah. That was oh, real fucked up. No, yeah. no just, More just larger. People. We're at like... Large, yes, yeah, larger. Yeah, like PC player base is shrinking <laughs> to like 4,000 people. Uh, we had a free weekend recently and we were up in like the 10,000s, but it's it's... It's hard to find games, and I love it, and I want people to love it too. It's it's nice. Justin, um, outside of Zelda, uh, the other night I started a game on Earthbound again because I mm. have never gotten past like the fourth town, and one of these days I'm just gonna fucking do it. Foreside, yeah, what it's called um, that one. Yeah, um, I mean I love the game. I just I always get to a certain point, and then I'm like, ah, I'll do other stuff. I fell down this rabbit hole a couple months ago. It's like, is it called One It? Or on it, the first time. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. I always thought it was own it. I think it's own it. Yeah, I think that was the 
like linguists were getting involved or some like old neograph neogaf thread. Oh, of weird. course it is. It's always uh, we'll see the the new Zelda avoids that because it has voice acting. Excellent addition oh to the game. Oh my gosh. It is. We don't have to talk about right. that. Um, <laughs> and I've been, said. I've been playing GTA 5 because I bought Mike's copy off of him. Oh, he was nice. selling his games. He yeah, was. And then uh, I oh, played that's that. That's right. He has a copy of Trombone, which I almost like. Oh, If I was just shit, like this much richer. Because <laughs> like. Inch richer. Dude, it's, it's like one of the rarest PS1 games ever. And Mike had some. Pretty he, awesome stuff. He's in got it in almost mint condition, and it's worth as much as he's selling. It's like 150. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Mike's a fan of Mega Man. Yeah, to put he, it lightly. Yeah. When <laughs> yeah. he was on, he was just talking. He was talking about Mega Man Legends. Oh yeah, yeah, big, yeah. Big he, he mentioned. I I brought it up. I think he contacted me with a list of things he was selling, and I was. Mega and Man, I was looking he, at that. So you said Mike would want to make an open world game. He would die to make a game uh, like Mega Man Legends. He would love to make it anyway. Which, as far as I understand, I it's like, semi-open world. I feel like it's, I actually haven't played it. I bought yeah. it. It's on my PS Vita TV, but I, I haven't played it yet. Um, I feel like Mike would want to make any style game as long as it has cartoon robots. Yeah, that, yeah. that's a, yeah, that's, that's, a that's his hard line. That is, that is his. <laughs> that is his like core like heart container. He makes good looking robots. Yeah, he I does. like his art. I should see his robots. So. I don't think so I've seen this robot. Can we can we ask the question yet? What question? Do we have a do we have a release date? No. <laughs> okay. Hey. You heard it here first. Clash Cup Turbo coming this summer. Well, <laughs> you can play Clash Cup Turbo at Pixel Fest this I, weekend. Pixel Fest, April seventh through ninth. Oh my gosh, War that's this weekend. There. You can also you play, play War of Alana. Peak there. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, right. I have I have literally no signage. Okay. It's okay. This sign isn't great. There's something wrong with the print quality. That was the one thing that kept you me from your face, though, signing up. I do. It's I like, also have um, my writer and my composer that really? are coming with me. Oh, nice. Oops. Well, I can bring this apparatus down to the beach if you guys want to do anything. That would be awesome. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Just let me know. Drew's going to be playing P5. There? We should do I, a, uh, a Quiplash podcast. A Quiplash podcast? In, in the hotel. <laughs> after the. Because yeah. last year we played Quiplash in, in our hotel. It was, it was great. Yeah. That sounds like a fun time. Yeah. I hadn't actually planned on it. Totally lost track of time. I was for like a week planning on submitting my game, but I sort of took into account like the need for a car, the press material, uh, the sort of not really polished state my game is in right now. I don't think it would be. A, I feel that that, that yeah. big of a deal, but well, it, it was it was just like a lot of factors on top of like money and, and rides. Yeah, and, I get you. And, yeah. And, and, like, so next year. Did you get a good response from Beta Squad? Beta Squad was amazing. Um, I think it, it, it got a, a much better response than I was expecting. I feel like I, I didn't quite know how to gauge the, the, the like, I haven't seen any split screen shooters in a long time. So it's sort of hard to figure out a market for that sort of thing. But I guess it turns out people still want that. Um, and so... I don't know. Closing thought, uh, easily the best thing that happened at Beta Squad were these two kids who came up, set it to sniper rifles only, and spent the entire game trying to quick scope each other. Nice. That was exactly the kind of response. Yeah, the strike players, probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why are you holding a knife? You always run faster with a knife. Right. <laughs> uh, and so your game, Playground? Yes. This is called? Yep. And it's a... It's a, it's a split-screen shooter, multiplayer. It's uh, based on crazy superpowers, uh, so some fun movement mechanics. And uh, some zany weapons like a magic staff, laser cannon, 
um, as long as your basic, you know, sniper rifle, shotgun, SMG. Uh, the list of weapons is like 25 long cool. that I'm going to eventually get to adding all of them. But yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for yeah. coming on. Thank and, you. And talking Zelda and yeah. such. And I hope to have you guys on again. I yeah. like this. I like this round table. This is good. Yeah. We yeah. need another game that you guys love and Moment hates. I can defend a game very strongly. Do you I'm, guys hate Nier Automata? You guys should hate. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, gonna, I think my roommate Nier Automata so much. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't played it. Right. I haven't played any I of the Nier games. I am looking forward to it. I love the uh, what I've seen of like the immersive options menu. Where it's Dude, like it has it has retired options menus. It like, looks amazing. <laughs> it's retired. There's options. no way to do a better menu. <laughs> and I say this, see, having seen Persona Five. I was gonna menus. say even the P5 menu. Well, P5 has the most style. Yeah. But near Automata's menus are the most, you know, mechanic <laughs> mechanically interesting. Okay. And it's yeah, it's man, I I just love the fact that I'll have to go. I'll have to go watch some videos built into it. No, don't. You have to play it. Oh, okay. There's a thing in the menus that you only get to like 15 hours in, and it's amazing. <laughs> anyway, what? Oh, <laughs> have you eaten? The, did, did you it's eat the fish? Explain. Oh yeah, nice. All right, we're gonna cut it there. Okay. <laughs> I don't know the context of that question, so <laughs> might as well shut it down. All right, I thank actually you. don't know either. I've just heard all my friends playing near a time and I asked <laughs> that question. Eat the fish. Have you eaten the fish. Eat the fish? <laughs> Remember, don't eat the fish. Okay. Don't eat the fish. Don't yeah. eat the fish. Don't eat the fish. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks. Thank you.